Digital dating. Can you find true love? Hi, this is Dr. Terry. And today, this episode, I want to uh, tell you seven ways to sabotage a relationship, how to date in this digital age. So there are debates going on now about the impact of the smartphone and the social media and all of our devices now when it comes to romantic relationships. According to research, it could be very damaging. So I want to give you today seven sabotaging ways that dealing with social media can get you in trouble. The first one, let's just dive right into it. Distractions. Becoming distracted by your phone or any device. They say that half a million Americans complain about how much their relationships suffer because of their partner spending too much time on the cell phone or a device, especially when they're together. Now, the opposite is a concern, too, when this partner try to hide the phone and then you have issues of trust of why are you hiding the phone. So it could be a double-edged sword. So spending a lot of time can create jealousy. And sometimes if feels like that person is competing with your time, with your device, when they want you to focus on them. So being distracted or having distractions is a sabotage to the relationship as it relates to digital dating. The next one is time. Kind of goes along with that focus where that person is being focused on something other than their partner. So time spent on the cell phone or spent on social media um, they said their average person spends six to seven hours on their device daily. And this is just casual time. It's not working, doing school, anything pressing. It's just the casual looking at the post. So this is a concern because the post or reading a post can have a negative effect on a relationship depending on what's being posted and what's being said. And most of the time it involves someone else, like some of those posts or being read by the ex or checking on an ex or talking about your cur- their current status or sometimes posting your current love status um, and what's being said. So this sometimes can create arguments, issues, and problems. So interrupting the quality time again here because now not only are you spending time on your device, now you're spending time arguing. So depending on what's being read and what can... Uh, be read or what's being posted, it makes uh, the person feel even worse about their relationship, depending what's the odds of reading something on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat, TikTok or whatever, and it makes you love that person more. The odds is there's going to be a negative effect in some of the readings or postings. Let's go to the next one. Dishonesty. 42 Americans it has been said that check their significant other's phone without their knowledge. This can be a deal breaker. It has been reported that um, this has been unacceptable. Even with people who are in committed relationships to look through their phone without their permission. It's a trust issue, right? Or is it a respect issue? About half of those relationships has been given uh, the other person permission to look at it or give them their password, but then they use that password behind their backs 
That's what they're saying is unacceptable. Full disclosure is going to be the best way to get through this problem and not create other problems. Number four is compulsion. This is by tracking the value of your relationship based on the information on the internet or the faultiness of trying to measure or compare your relationship with something you see on the internet or on Facebook. This can backfire because showing these insecurities can destroy or begin a toxic connection. So keeping up with your relationship or using social media to measure how much your partner care about you, seeing what they post and seeing if it's about you, that can create or problems or backfire. Let's go to the next one, rejection. Online dating um, in and of itself is very distant and some kind can be a disconnect. So matching sites can strip you or create low self-esteem, especially if you're already dealing with this. If one don't um, experience a pleasant experience, this can carry over into the next relationship with anger, resentment, or unforgiveness. So if this is already a tender area, emotional damage can follow going into or transitioning into another relationship. So that rejection can compile and can be very sabotaging in a relationship. The number six is mental setup. I say mental setup because the method is not foolproof when you're going online and you're talking to someone. The failure um, of really knowing the truth about this person is always present danger and probable because predators lark waiting to find the to use and abuse and take advantage of someone. So if you're unprepared prey, you're going to get caught up in a web. Report says that 61% of sites, on sites, people misrepresent themselves. So you have to be aware of liars and manipulators. Number seven, it's our last one, it's unmatched. I say it unmatched because being matched with the wrong person can be a problem. Even in our traditional dating, it's an issue. So considering online, it could be a train wreck when you find out the person is fake and they have a profile that's full of lies. So compatibility is key, finding genuine commonalities and what those differences are when you're being matched with someone. And this can take years. So some good indicators, let me give you those. When you meet someone to know that you are compatible, you want to connect as friends first. See how that feels. It feels good talking to them. The next one is being comfortable. Being comfortable around them like you would be a family member or a close friend. Um, Your interest. If you're talking to that person in conversation, you want to share your family history and Not so much history of your relationships, but finding out about their background, where they come from, their family, the morals, the values. You want to have conversation about sicknesses, diseases like AIDS, diabetes, high blood pressure. Those things can be very vital in going into a relationship. Religion, politics, all of these are hard conversations, but it has to be had because you will not find out about this person until you're in it. And then you'll find out you're not compatible at all. So if you fake these conversations for certain, you're going to know at some point that the compatibility was at zero and that person actually faked. So these are just some of the issues on top of problems 
that will occur in relationships. So being for certain that you know what to expect entering into this techno dating arena is very vital to a non-toxic relationship or connection. So guys, that's it. Tune in for more um, toxic ways to ruin your relationship. You can visit me on drterry.com or go to my YouTube channel or Facebook for um, other life lessons you can learn with Dr. Terry. Now, if you need a good therapist, you can book me at 817-259-2590. Stay tuned, guys. Hey guys, quick, I want to give you five uh, tips to stay yourself in a relationship, to not lose who you are. It's very imperative. Until you become married or become one flesh, you need to stay individual, um, as an individual. The first one is to stop replacing I, meaning individuality, yourself with we. Sometimes on social media, you see the person talking about the relationship, about them, or most are about that person they're with, their mate or partner. Until you're married, do not do that. Make it all about you. Use your individuality to continue to be who you are because it's important that you don't lose yourself. If you're losing yourself before you are married, you're going to lose yourself once you are married. So make sure that you stay who you are and always replace um, I with we. Number two um, is compromising on small stuff. This is important because an unhealthy relationship, you can always measure it by giving up or one person giving up more for that other than themselves, than putting themselves um, first, always buying something for another person, always thinking about that person, not themselves. If you're going to um, be thoughtful, be as well for yourself. Again, not to lose yourself. Um, this is small, but this is a behavior that can increase once you are married and can become a problem because that person gets to see more magnifiedly that you care about them more than you care about yourself. And men are attracted to women loving themselves. That's why they love that woman because they see how they take care and how they put themselves first. There's a difference in being brassy, but just showing them that you do love yourself before you can even love them. That's very important because sometimes women tend to compromise and put themselves behind the guy thinking that that is submission. You should get my book, Checkmate, The Woman's Place, The Ultimate Challenge, and it does not talk about that being submission. Submission is altogether different, and it's not the bad word that we use when we say submit. But the key to submission is you have to be with someone that you can or would like to submit to then he's your king. If you cannot submit to him, he's not your king. Let's go on to number three. Socializing uh, with your loved ones or even sometimes their loved ones. You don't want to go too far getting in the family if you're not in the family. Um, it's regular socialization with the outside world is important. You don't want to isolate yourself and be so into this person or allow them to control you where when they're gone, you stay home or let me take you here or let me go with you. You want to spend some one-on-one -on -one time with your family. 
So it's important to create or maintain those relationships on your own and not always with your significant other. So just because you have a significant other doesn't mean that you should disregard other meaningful relationships, especially with your family. Number four is let your mate or your partner know that you're interested in other things beside them. That's one way that they're going to be more interested or focused on you or even um, it'll magnify their interest in you because they'll see that you are your own person, that you do have other interests and it doesn't have to involve them. That's attractive to a man. So while it's natural to want to spend time with your partner, it's also unhealthy to do everything all the time, always. You want to let them know that you have your own passions, your own hobbies. They admire that. The last one is keeping um, up with your values, keeping up with who you are. Kind of goes back to number one, not losing yourself in someone, but getting to know yourself better daily. That way you can be uh, this powerful couple because not only do you know that person as you're growing in a relationship, but you're getting to know yourself more. So you're committed to being complete and whole and healed with a self journey. And also, again, that's attractive to men. They want to see that you are whole, that you are mentally, emotionally, spiritually um, wholesome or have that well-being. And then it reflects the needs that they have in you. Like if she has it together, I want to help me get it together because most men have inadequacies or deficits or deficits in their own life and insecurity. So when they see that strength, they are drawn to that. So I just wanted to jump on really fast and give you, I was thinking about those five tips, but um, if you want to know more, I'm going to post 10 signs to a healthy relationship and then 10 signs of an unhealthy relationship. So stay tuned. If you need a good therapist, call me 817-259-2590. Dr. Terry, you can go out to drterry.com or follow me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. All right, I will get back with you, so stay tuned. Please subscribe and like it. Bye. Hey guys, have you ever wondered... Is it better to be in love or be loved? That's a question that's haunted me for years. Hi, I'm Dr. Terry. Today I want to talk about seven rules before you fall in love. I'm going to give you these rules, but you would have to um, subscribe or call me and get in touch with me to actually find out the seven ways how to fall in love that is totally complementing the rules. Let me tell you what the first one is. The first one is making sure you're emotionally cleansed. Number two is have a spiritual foundation. Number three, have at least three supportive, established friendships. That's important before you fall in love. Number four, accomplish two personal goals monthly. Yeah, before you fall in love, this is necessary. 
Understanding endurance is important before you fall in love. The rule of creating balanced boundaries is a very important rule you want to know about. And number seven is identifying the difference between change and chance. These rules are vital, and I can go into details. You have to give me a call at 817-259-2590. And I can talk to you more if you are in a relationship and you want to fall in love or if you want to be in love or how to get fall in love before that relationship, which would probably be more appropriate. So, hey, give me a call or go out to drterry.com and book a session with me. And we can talk more about how to fall in love and go in details with the seven rules before you fall in love. Every woman wants to know this in detail. Okay, subscribe and like. Stay tuned. Hey, what if there was a secret to falling in love? Well, there is. This is Dr. Terry, and I am going to tell you some ways that will help you not only fall in love, but fall in love, the secret to falling in love. So stay tuned, and I'm going to give you five um, secrets to falling in love. And there's going to be a twist to this, so pay close attention. The first one is when you're meeting someone, you actually have to have an interest in them. So when we meet someone interested, it gives us this attractiveness to that person. Guess what? That's one of the secrets of falling in love with yourself. Is to find something you like about yourself. What's interesting about you? And capitalize on that. The other thing is getting to know that person when we're falling in love we're spending a lot of time with that person we can't wait to see them same for yourself spend time alone reflecting on what your likes and dislikes and who you really are and finding out your history your family history finding out things about your mother things about your father looking at your siblings if you have them to see um, comparisons of what they have that you have that's commonalities as well. This will help you learn more about you. One of the secrets of falling in love is with yourself is to know more about you, just as if you were falling in love with someone else and you would want to know more about them. The next one is appreciating the little things. When you're in love with someone, you for no reason go and buy them small gifts or buy a card that says thinking of you or go get some tickets to the baseball game and say just because. Because you appreciate. Same about yourself. The secret to falling in love with yourself is appreciating those small things. You may not be perfect. We tend to always focus on the negative and what people don't do and the people that don't love us and how we're feeling unwelcome and unappreciated and how we're insecure, or unapproved, or want to be validated. You first have to do that by knowing what you appreciate about yourself. Then 
others will show you what they appreciate about you. But if they see that you don't see it, you're not going to get it. So appreciate yourself. That's a secret to falling in love with you. The next one is going to be starting to trust yourself. We're the hardest on ourselves where it comes to forgiving ourselves for what we've done that's shameful, embarrassing, or we're guilty of saying or doing things and we won't let it go. And so we tend to compel some of those issues with continuing to do what we know we shouldn't do or don't like doing about ourselves. And so we learn that, or we don't learn that we become trustworthy. So we appear to ourselves untrustworthy. So therefore, sometimes when we don't trust ourselves, we have a problem with trust as it relates to others. So to trust build is important, and it is an important process. When we fall in love with someone, that's a huge component, trust. Well, apply it to yourself. And the last one that we have is um, loving that person. That's one of the secrets of falling in love, is falling in love with that person, loving things about them. So is it with ourselves. We get to love ourselves, finding out And it kind of piggyback off of appreciate yourself, but this is you falling in love with something that you love to do, falling in love with your hair, falling in love with your body, falling in love with your teeth, your smile, your lashes, the way your hands look, the way you walk. Fall in love with something about you. And this will help you to see why others are falling in love with you or do love you. Then that insecurity or the unworthiness, it won't always surface because you see or you'll be able to relate why other people love you because they see what you see. So I hope this is helpful to you, falling in love, the secrets to falling in love. But the twist was falling in love with yourself. Once you fall in love with yourself, it's going to be so much easier to fall in love with another person what you see here or you should see is that then there becomes this healthy love it's not a love out of deficit it's not a love out of deficiency it's not a love out of insecurity it's not a love out of threat or fear or desperation it's a healthy love not toxic it's a love that you're getting because you already love yourself and others already love you and you are aware of it and now you're healthy enough to love someone. That is a great position to be in when it comes to your mental and emotional health. I hope this has been helpful for you. If you need a good therapist, call 817-259-2590. This has been Dr. Terry, one of my segments in relationships. Go out to my page, Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, or go to my YouTube channel to get more hints about some life lessons, okay? Bye. Before you say, I do. Hi, this is Dr. Terry, and today I would like to give you three verifiable risks you should consider before you do. 
The first one is mental distresses. These are emotional instabilities that come with different situations and circumstances. It's basically where you have these abrupt mood changes and or emotional instabilities based on situations. This can be a risk to a marriage. Number two is negative childhood outcomes. Past traumas, abuses, especially sexual abuse, hurts, disappointments, disapprovals, pain, rejection, even abandonment, all, if not identified and addressed at some point, will resurface in your relationship. And at any given time, there could be something that's said or done that could be a trigger for this person. When it happens, then you, knowing nothing about this past, become the problem because the person having these triggers do not know that they're suffering from them or even that they're living out this misery of their past. Impaired lifestyle. That's number three. Accepting dysfunctional attitudes, dysfunctional behavior as normalcy. Accept it as a way of life. So when you're having these drama episodes, the, the arguing, the rage, the anger, the fussing, the fighting, mental, verbal, physical, and emotional abuse on a regular basis, some people think that is a way of life. They think that this is normal because it happens on a regular basis because in their past, whether in early childhood or early adulthood, they've come to learn this behavior as something that's normal to them because it's been a habit that's created. You can, any of these, you can actually check by listening or observe the person that you're um, considering by listening to their conversations, interactions with others, how they engage and what they're saying, their character, their conduct, and the simple conversations about others. Listen to these. Then it will become very evident that this is, this is a risk for you. So I really urge you to get professional help. It's needed before you can connect in any intimate manner with another person. You have to discover their status their health status, their physical status, their mental, the health status when it comes to spirituality, or divorce is going to be inevitable. Those who can or don't cope with these concerns, or even just simple pressures or stress, they can't cope with these effectively, it can destroy a quality relationship. So treatment is needed. I can give you some simple things. We already know this. And we don't take it to heart, really. But self-treatment can be getting regular exercise, actually working off that steam or the pressure or some of those stresses. Do something you enjoy, but make sure you're exercising, eating correctly, meaning the greasy foods, the red meat that you love, the sweets, to reduce some of those consumption, as well as avoiding and limiting your alcohol consumption, because that can be a chemical imbalance. Even 
getting adequate sleep. It's going to help you mentally because you're getting rest and you're no longer in a mental fog. These are very important, which are self-treatment. But if you need professional help, I have proven techniques, strategies, and tools that will help you manage your mental, emotional issues due to unhealthy psychological well-being experiences. I can do this. Give me a call, 817-259-2590, and I can help. Hi, have you ever questioned why the last relationship didn't work? We all do, right? Well, it's probably because you weren't ready to be in a relationship. Here, let me give you five proven ways to emotionally tell if you are ready for a deep relationship. Number one, you're living in the here and now. Yes, it's what it sounds like. Your past is over. You're not living are bringing up your past. Your past has passed. Number two, you can cope with stress. Meaning you have proven techniques and you have learned how to handle and manage when you're under pressure. Number three, you are self-approved. You realize your worth and it does not depend on anyone else validating you. Then when you get in a relationship, that won't be a big issue where that person has to constantly reaffirm who you are or their love for you because you know your worth. Number four, you are not desperate to have someone. You're okay with taking the time to get to know someone. Self-explanatory. The next one is you realize... The relationship is not a need. It is a want. It's something that you're going to enjoy. You already have your mindset that this relationship is a good thing and you're getting into it because you're ready for it. So go to my Dr. Terry app, onedrterry.com, the number one, D-R-T-E-R-R.com, onedrterry.com, and take my ready for love quiz. And then we can talk about your results. You can come in and talk to me and you will find out if you are ready for love.